Uh, we think of it this way. Every presentation is a story and every slide is a scene. If you can take those scenes and shuffle them into new stories, you will have more compelling presentations. Hey, fellow marketers, welcome to another episode of the Marketing Careers Podcast presented by themarketinghelp.co, your number one resource for guidance, tools, and connections to confidently achieve your next marketing career milestone. All right, real quick, a big thanks to our premier sponsor, LinkedIn Learning. Listen, upscaling is a must for any marketer, uh, but we've done the hard work for you. We've curated a list of hard skills courses just for you. All you need to do is go to themarketinghelp.co forward slash LinkedIn Learning and start developing your new marketing skill now. All right, today's episode is focused on the one thing that most marketers dread, and that is presentations. We've all had to build one. We dreaded building one. But today's guest is James Antro. Now, he's the CEO of a presentation management solution called Shuffler. Now, it's it's uh, spelled uniquely. It's S-H-U-F-F-L-R-R, Shuffler. And he has spent the past 20 plus years working on presentation management solutions of all kinds and even wrote a book about it. So check the show notes for a link to his book. Uh, but James shares some great insights on how presentations as a vehicle are an underutilized opportunity for all marketers, but also provides the one tip that will cause you to look at every presentation differently after today. So here's my conversation with the CEO of Shuffler, James Antra. Joined today by James Antra, CEO and co-founder of Shuffler. James, welcome to the episode. Thanks, Eric. It's good to be here today. All right. So uh, there's a lot I want to cover today. And I know, and we're going to get to the power of Shuffler and what it does, because I think it's a very interesting solution, especially for marketers and, and those that are owning a ton of presentation content. So we'll get there. But first, I want to start off by just, you know, maybe give a brief description of Shuffler in three sentences or less. What is the benefit of Shuffler? Shuffler is presentation management. It's a uh slide library for all your visual slides, PowerPoint, video images. And it's in a library that's visualized. You can drag and drop and make new presentations. Keeps oh. everyone singing off the same sheet of music. I love it. And having worked in agencies and in-house for some marketing teams, I know the pain points because, uh, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but let's start off with your career. And I love your background because I remember the days, you know, mid late nineties when the internet was the thing that everyone wanted to get their hands on. They just didn't know how. So you started your career from a digital standpoint at, uh, at IXL. So maybe talk about how you actually earlier than that, we were, I was doing touch screen cataloging in 93 and 94 when it was still a dream. And, you know, it, it just wasn't, wasn't there. Eventually it became CD-ROM technology, which right. a lot of the slide library concepts that we put forth today are based on CD-ROMs that are based on slides and pulling them and being interactive, which evolved into IXL was a big public company that grew up in Web 1.0 and became very, very successful in the web. But CD-ROMs were no longer as valued. And I was head of the CD-ROM team, wrote a business plan to spin it out and essentially got fired from IXL because it wasn't where the company was going. And they had a big company-wide meeting and said, we can go do this. And 40 people came into a meeting and they were offered the business plan and we had a financer and eight people went out the door and 32 of them stayed at IXL. And that was a birth of uh, the first real presentation management company, Iguana Interactive. And 
we did work for ABC, NBC, James Bond. You can see the images over my shoulder. And uh, that was a rocket. It went very fast. It was Web 1.0. And um, I was CEO. I was revered. We had 35 people on Wall Street writing software, doing high-end presentations for ABC, NBC, the NFL, the NBA, really big high-end stuff. And uh, 9-11 came and, and the whole market crashed and our investors said, hey, what are you doing? And uh, we crashed and I was tarred and feathered and run out of the company. Lo and behold, the principals came back there sooner and we started entre presentations and my sister and I have been uh, working for the past 20 years since. Got it. So, I mean, what a, what a great thread of passion for presentations and just the, the concepts along the way, which I'm sure there's some things that haven't changed in 20 plus years when it comes to just the, the power of presentations. years, they haven't changed. <laughs> right. Presentation goes back to like today, uh, John o or David Ogilvy. Yep. He created an industry called the advertising industry by convincing corporate corporate world that uh, if you give him all your advertising dollars, your marketing dollars, your sales dollars, you get better creative, better placement, better marketing, and you in turn sell more widgets. And he in turn got a strategy for TV, for radio, for billboards, for print, and eventually the web. Those are five mediums of communications. Presentations have been left out. No one manages presentations. That's what we do now. But presentations are as old as guy, people writing on cave walls. Presentations are very much been through the religious world where almost every um, place of worship has stained glass in it of slides telling you the stories of their, their religion. And that's how the many people were educated through the years. And um, presentation management is a lot, really a lot older than it ever has. It's just technology has caught up to it and the web allows it to be delivered today. Well, I like the idea that you're saying presentations are actually another vehicle that most people are ignoring as, as an option or an opportunity. Right. It hasn't been valued. They're right. one and done. You have a presentation. It's Tuesday. You're on your own. You know, if, if, you, if your son is a great designer, you might look really good. But absent that, everyone's on their own. <laughs> this is treating presentations as a structured storytelling environment that anyone in your organization can pull from that library to retell your story and be compelling on uh to everyone out in the field. And what was the transition from, from entre presentations to Shuffer? Same, same concept or? It, it, there's really about four or five iterations through the years. We'd, uh, um, entre was the, the high-end animated type um, um, presentation tool that, that was high dollar and, and companies were coming through and they'd pay 50 grand for an animation monthly without a big problem. Um, suddenly YouTube came up and uh, the 32nd animation was worth a rendering on your, your PC. It, it basically, my value equation dissipated overnight. <laughs> we had media clients who said, we just want our sales people, we just want our video to work in PowerPoint. Can you just make them make our video work? And we made an online tool called PPT Shuffle that dragged a, a video into the PowerPoint, hit save and the video worked. And that was a nice installed software for several years, but with the birth of the devices and, and, and responsive uh, HTML, um, we had to scrap it, take all of the same principles, ideologies, and beliefs, and everything we've learned through the years and implemented it into our current presentation management strategy, which is Shuffler, you know. Got it, okay. Now, going back to the iguana into Entra and, uh, you know, just your entrepreneurial spirit led you to to start that company. 
you know, for those listening here that have the, the dreams and inspirations to do their own agency, what's the advice you can give them for those that are thinking, yeah, I've got an idea. I can, I can spin up my own company. What's your advice you to them? Convince a client. Can you convince someone to give reach in their pocket and give you something, some money for you to deliver something to, to make them look good? to solve a need to to get through there are they willing to do that that's really the the basic function of entrepreneurship um absent that anyone can criticize you can put a marketing plan you can put it all together but you need clients um entra and shuffler and all that has been built on clients from the very beginning and um we would sit down and just make calls in the very beginning. I mean, no, that 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 sounds like trite at this point, but <laughs> um, you know, you 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 have to know what your value is and get to the exact right person who needs that value because they need it, and all you do is have to communicate. And a key to being successful in that it sounds like is storytelling, which is a, a thread through Real the value of Shuffler. Shuffler is all about. Yep. Um, we think of it this way. Every presentation is a story and every slide is a scene. If you can take those scenes and shuffle them into new stories, you will have more compelling presentations. You will, you will convince people more. You will bring them through the, the, the process of, of what's an emotional slide, what's a data slide. How do you move someone emotionally and then take them through the nuts and bolts of buying your product? I mean, one of our... Uh, We've done a lot of things for universities where they set up a presentation system for their alumni giving group, or their, I should say, this fundraising group. And what they do is they'll go out and they'll visit their alumni or have events, and your specific alumni have memories of football games in 1992 or 2001 or 69. And those people, if you're asking someone for a $10,000 donation, what's the difference between 10000 and 20000 if you're reminding them of their youth and you hit the moment when their team won the, the Heisman trophy and you, you, everyone, you know what I mean? They were, they were a kid at the time and they met their wife who's sitting next to them. Suddenly the donation's $50,000. <laughs> it's an emotional sale versus the nuts and bolts. Cause you're connecting something, you're making it work. Um, that's, that's more of the, you know, <laughs> it's a different type of sale than a straight product type of thing, but it's a connection to your audience storytelling connects audience. Also, the other thing with storytelling is a good story lets the, the listener be able to retell it. Because mm. there's nothing better than hearing a story that you can go retell to someone else and make, and, and it is really like a good metaphor, a good story, a, a learning experience, whatever it might be. And Part of that is being visual. Part of that is being memorable. Part of that, like you said, is having a uh, presentation strategy on tapping into, like you said, if presenting to alumni, tap into nostalgia um, right. or things like that. So, you know, sticking with the career path and then we'll move on to the, you know, to, to more of the presentation management value. When you think about where you've been to where you are now, what would you say your, your, your biggest mistake was in your career path? If you could, if, if there is one or mistake slash learning on an entrepreneurial level, this is going to sound idealistic, is not truly, truly being true to some of my dreams and ideas. Meaning I've done a lot of things. I've tried a lot of things, but sometimes you, you, you lay out something in your life, an idea of what you want to do. And like eight or 10 years later, you're like, wow, that was really at the beginning. 
when you think of something and it's there, swing the bat, try. It's not just, you know, it's asking people and talking to them, but if you have to make a product, if you have to talk to, try it. What's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say no. Exactly. And you're going to learn how to do it better. Because if, if you decide that you're not going to do it, then you've already failed. It doesn't matter. You're never going to take that next step if you haven't taken this step. Great points. Great points. Now, I know you've done a lot of interviews and, and you're you know, connected in, in various spaces, but also obviously being the leader in presentation management. But when it comes to you know, getting that opportunity to work for yourself, be your own boss, be your own co-founder, uh, a lot of people think they, they know how to do it, but they have no idea. What's, the, what's one of the biggest myths that you want to debunk when it comes to, oh yeah, you know, starting a company for yourself, getting it funded? Yeah, that's easy. Uh, what, what are some of the myths you want to you want to debunk when it comes to? By the way, say again. Yeah, I said no. That's not easy. <laughs> but um, there's mechanics of it that anyone can do. Anyone can start a company. Anyone can open a bank account. Anyone can make payroll. Anyone can do that. Um, money is fungible. Yes, it's very hard to come by and and all that type of stuff. But you don't know it all. Get yourself in. Learn from people who really know how to do it in what you like. Find out something you like, because if you want to play the piano, you might be a good pianist. But you, if you really like playing the piano, you be, might be a great pianist. And people hire great things. In today's society, the, the cream of the crop gets weeded out very quickly and easily, and people choose with their dollars, and they say, I'm going to go there instead. And it's just that easy. I want this water. No, I want that one. It's right. just that easy. They're just that fickle. And you have to be sound in your value equation and know what you're really delivering because people don't reach in their pocket unless there's pain somewhere else. So you tapped on something else here, um, you know, that our, our audience loves to hear from experts. And that's the, the, what do we need to do? And this is coming from our audience, you know, to be best prepared for interviewing. And I know you've hired teams and built teams over your career, and you're kind of alluded to about the, the cream rising to the top. What does our audience need to hear when it comes to, listen, if you're going to interview in your, you know, in your specialty for a startup or for an IXL, let's say a behemoth, what are the tips that our audience needs to keep in mind when it comes to interviewing? Be genuine, connect with people, look them in the eyes, do, do those things. I mean, in today's internet world, I think your value equation is a lot of way your, your brand and the way you're positioned online, because before you meet someone, or if you're interested in someone, suddenly you're online, you're looking at, at LinkedIn, you're looking at, I mean, LinkedIn's your, your resume, quite frankly, you don't have to see <laughs> the idea of sending a resume is almost moot because I can go look at your resume right now. Right. You've already published it. And, but to be genuine and go after what you're good at, because why waste your time at something that you're going to spend most of your life at? Right. Uh, recognizing your specialty and going after that. You know, you, you, I had an early boss say, you know, who are your friends? Who do you hang out with on the weekend? I was like, oh, Bob, Sue, you know, I pointed him out. And he's like, see, those are the type of people you pick as your clients, because you know why? Because if you hang out with them on the weekend, why not go to them at lunch today? It's Wednesday. If they're your friends, then it's the same time. But you're actually part of your life. You're making it part of what's going on. So what I'm saying is whatever you do on a daily basis, 
like what you do. If you don't like it, then find something else. And if you like it, other people will be come to you in a magnetic force and they'll ask you for things. Don't, don't dismiss questions. Don't dismiss problems. Usually, oh, here's a good one. Usually big opportunity is described as, is disguised as hard work. Right now I'm sitting in Las Vegas. I, we were at a, a, a very nice restaurant last night and sitting at the bar, there was two bartenders and like no waiters or waitresses or anything through the house. The place was packed and they had a line and they were still taking people. They couldn't deliver the dinners. The manager didn't realize I need to cut back to you know 50% or I need to stop doing it. But the opportunity, the opportunity, there's no waiters, there's no bartenders. Anyone could walk in the door and quite frankly, by standing up when there's a problem and doing it, they could walk into the, the managerial position of, of a fine restaurant right now because there's a dearth of people. They all are gone. That's opportunity described, disguised as hard work. Yep. Right now, today, there's yep. so many jobs that people are hunting for. That means if you're competent, you're genuine, you know what you're doing, and you're not, you're not meek in your actions, you're, you're you know, very decisive, you can quickly move into an opportunity where there's a void of, of leadership and move right up the ladder very quickly. So I see that as the big entre entrepreneurial opportunity of today in this market where there's all these jobs and hard to get people and people are flush with cash because of all the, the you know, stimulus and all the other things that have gone on. People don't want to do the hard work. So there's big opportunity disguised as hard work. And you'll see in a year or two, you're going to be like, God, how did you become that? And you're like, well, I walked in and they wanted to hire someone and no one else was. I started doing it and I was good at it. Exactly. The next thing I do, I was manager of the whole restaurant. I raised my hand and I and I jumped, I went I ran to the problem instead of away from it. Yeah, that's a great way of saying it. And right now, you know, you're you're looking at today a lot of a lot of times I find that people don't understand what a timeline is and your life as a timeline and where you are and what things go. And today, if you you it's easy to look back on a year and say, God, when COVID started, I should have hoarded toilet paper and then got rid of it quick because everyone had a clean butt and all that type of stuff. Anyone can read and write history. The question is, can you pay attention to where the winds are blowing right now today? Can you see that there's a dearth of people working while a lot of people wanted to splurge on this extra money in their pocket? And where do you place yourself so when they run out of money in eight months or a year? Because math always, always tells the truth and a lot of things aren't adding up and, you know, just one of those things. <laughs> Well, definitely the, the concept of the timeline, recognizing a timeline is key as you're saying it, because uh, once you do recognize that timeline, then the next step is to create a plan, right? Well, recognize the opportunity because creating a plan, if it's based on an opportunity and the opportunity window could shut and that plan becomes moot because mm -hmm. someone else grabbed it because something else sees the, the thing, the, the need was no longer as painful because they decided to do B instead of A. Um, the party came up and they were forced to do something else. And since you weren't there, I don't care that it's better. You just weren't there. So why bother? <laughs> I like that because the bottom line there is taking action. And you know, you could you could stick two marketers together that both have the the plan of getting a job in social media. Well, the one that takes 30 days to map out everything from here to there uh, lost the opportunity for to the person who just started connecting with people. And reaching There's an out against execution that's missed on most. I like it. Uh, say it again. An elegant 
elegance of execution. Elegance execution that's mixed on mo that's missed on most. I like it. Most people miss elegance when it's put right in front of them. I like it. Uh, so good stuff here, James, on the, you know, understanding more about your career path, how you got into the world of presentation management. We're going to take a quick break here, and then we're going to, we're going to unpack more behind the art, science, and everything in between when it comes to presentation management. Uh, we'll be right back. Now, this episode of the Marketing Careers Podcast is sponsored by Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Now, as marketers, we know that knowledge is power when it comes to finding ways to, to grow your business. And every marketer has their favorite tool to get that intelligence, to get the insight, but it often comes with that hefty uh, or confusing pricing model. Now, if you're a marketer, you've heard of the tool, the SEO tool, Ahrefs, right? But you, did you know that they now offer access to their main site research products for free? All you need to do is go to ahrefs.com slash AWT, and you can access all the power of their site audit and site explorer tools for nothing, for free. So... Uh, there's even a great walkthrough video when you get there. I'll walk you through and tell you how to get started in, in minutes. Now, listen, this tool goes way beyond what you can get in Google Search Console, and you're unlocking insights for your site that will help you be successful, be more competitive. And listen, the Ahrefs Webmaster Tools aren't just for the SEO team, right? So the content marketing team are going to use this tool to find the right trending topics, key terms, understand how to drive more traffic of the right traffic to your web content, Social media teams can identify which content is actually getting the most earned media and engagement. So, hey, the marketing manager, right? It's time to empower your teams. Let them start making more strategic decisions with Ahrefs for free. And remember, listen, Ahrefs, you don't have to be an SEO pro to rank higher and get more of the right traffic. So get started right now at ahrefs.com forward slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash AWT. Now let's get back to the episode. James, what I want to do now, listen, you've written the book literally on presentation management, and I will share a link in show notes where, where folks can go check that out. Shameless plug. There it is. Um, presentation management, the new strategy on enterprise content, treating your content as slides so they can be repurposed in new presentations. It's compelling content management. And if we if we talk about the category of presentation management, you know, hence the 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 problem that Shuffler is solving for, uh, and it sounds like a lot of your clients are enterprise level because again, just think of the scale and the volume of what needs to be managed. Um, what even with clients you have today, ones that have that you've uh, you know introduced to Shuffler, what are the problems today with a organization enterprise and how they manage presentations? What is the big problem that you're solving? Yeah, I, I, I view it, the big problem is really a symptom. Uh, the symptoms are, I can't find the slide. You have dozens, hundreds, thousands of salespeople all looking for the same content that is stored everywhere on emails, on your X drive, on your, on marketing dot, wherever it is. And there are a lot to do it. You have your people in compliance who are like, oh my God, that logo is out of out of date for two years. How did it get up there? How why did that why are those colors there? What what's going on? And the last thing is is legal. Oh my God, did he just say that? You know we can't say that. Is there any compliance that ensures that your slides are not uh um over the edge somehow some way you're actually you know doing your stuff and keeping it in line. So the, those are the three I, I call them symptoms that you have a presentation management problem. 
The the real solution is you go from a slide, treating presentations as a slide low. I have a presentation on Thursday afternoon. It's at two o'clock. It's at the Marriott where all systems go. Everyone, all hands on 20 minutes before the meeting. You give me a slide. I get it in there. I do it. It's great. After the meeting, I go, (sighs) where are we going to have lunch? The following week, I get a call to do another presentation. I'm like, where is that slide? Remember the one you did with two minutes before the meeting? You go, it's on the podium at the Marriott. That's no way to manage a communications uh, global, a global organization, a communication medium. So with Shuffler, you go from these flat presentation, you know, hairs on, hair on fire, fire drills to a structured library of slides who we are, what we do, how we do it, videos on the history of the company, your products, the the video of your your printing press, why your ink works better on certain papers and you get papers because you're next to the mill that makes your product better and here are satisfied case studies. I just gave you 200 slides about your company and you have 200 people and they go out and say, I have to do a presentation. They go to that library that's visualized. You see the slide. If it's a PowerPoint, it's just an album of slides, slide 15. Drag it into your slide tray like you're out, like Amazon's uh, shopping cart. Go to other slide, bring your presentations and hit save. It gives you a new presentation to use online, gives you a new PowerPoint to download if you need. It's a presentation to use. But what it really means is you're pulling from a slide library and it's compliant, it's published. The marketing people now are, are responsible for making sure things are updated in there. It has social media in it so that if marketing spells international wrong, a clever salesperson is going to say, you spelled international wrong and type it as fast as, you know, they made a note on Facebook and the marketing person's go, oh, I did spell it. They'll change it, update it. And anyone who used that slide by accident gets a note that says, hey, your slide's been updated, internet, you know, and it shows you the two changes. And you, you hit on some use cases there that I think many may be thinking to their current situation, you know, whatever the size of the company is, they may say, hey, I've got a Google Drive that has a bunch of subfolders that has slide content in it. Now, obviously, that's not the best way to effectively manage a presentation. But I guess when it comes to a shuffler solution, um, you know, why is that not uh, good enough when it comes to like, what are some other the functionalities that shuffle provides that, that is better than just having all your slides and subfolders in Google? Well, there's a lot of value when you're publishing from a slide library, you have at the end business intelligence of who said what to whom, when and where and what order with how much time and you can get compelling logic and and reasoning to fine tune the message. We believe every presentation is a story, every slide's a scene. If you can manage each scene like it's a proper communications medium, you're going to tighten up your messaging throughout your global organization and you're going to pinpoint your messaging with a decision of a political campaign. I should probably shouldn't do that. There's no precision there. But in any case, you know what I mean, where things change so quickly and you can publish it and people be singing off the same sheet of music so quickly. It's incredible. And even nowadays, like we were just talking about, is, is the importance of having this solution because of the, re, the number of rebrands that happen. Like you said, logo changes, font changes. I mean, how many rebrands have you seen just uh, anecdotally happening across, you know, all size of businesses, um, you know, in the last couple of months. So it definitely, you know, core core issue here. That's a core component of what's going on. When things change, you want to keep it up to date. Within Shuffler, we have an area called Brand Central that manages your fonts, 
your colors that are in all the presentations, the emails that come out of the system, um, all those types of things, as well as your sample slides that people use to start when I need to make a new slide. They have a choice of 30 types of slides that they just go, I want that one. And then they change their own stuff because marketing made you look good to begin with. You don't want to be a, a designer every damn time you do a presentation. You just want to get your words out and do your stuff. It helps manage that whole branding. We call it the brand police. <laughs> nice. So when you think about, you know, our, our audience who's, you know, understanding the value, I like how you say how every slide is a scene. And when, you know, going a level deeper in terms of tips and best practices when creating presentations, uh, talked mm -hmm. about a little bit earlier, but, you know, when you think about the different types of presentations that exist, is there, you know, is there ubiquitous tips that are relevant for every scenario or are there different specific presentation tips that we should be considering as marketers, you know, when educating clients via webinar, that slide presentation type should be different than the internal pitch to my manager to get promoted? Um, I think it's always storytelling. And I think there's two types. There's one that's emotional and there's one that is logical. And just to make that clear decision before your meeting, what type of sale is going to, are you going to technical people who want to see the rocket lift off with precision about nothing? Or are you selling sponsorship to the Olympics where you want to bring up a video of Muhammad Ali lighting the torch and his hand shaking and the emotional moment that comes into it and you're like, gosh, I want to be a part of it. The emotional sale is that alumni sale that you bring up the video of, of the high school, of the college team winning the, you know, the Cotton Bowl or whatever it might be. And that moment is the difference between, okay, I'm there, thank you, versus, yes, this ad is going to show it's during the Olympics. There's 85 million people watching at this time, 22 at this time. You, you can get the an analytics to get the mathematics of what you're doing. But what touches the heart, what moves it that you say, God, there's something special there that transcends that one moment of 80 million people. So those might be, you know, different type of things. So I just go to logical and emotional and you can mix them. You do emotional first, one slide on that, and then follow up with the logic because they go, God, I want to do that. Give me reasons why I, I just made the decision that made me feel good. <laughs> I love <laughs> if it. that makes sense. Oh, yeah. And I think that that gives some great direction to our audience to think twice before uh, just copying, pasting that old presentation and, and, you know, for whatever the scenario is, but start by thinking of where and how can I use the emotional versus logical content mm -hmm. um, when putting that presentation. Great tips. Great tips. Now, I was going to I was going to ask you when it comes to presentations just in general in the last 5 10 years what's changed as it relates to the importance of presentation management inside of companies we talked about some of the symptoms but you're talking earlier about in, in terms of job opportunities there's actually opportunities for people to be the chief presentation officer what what are you seeing in that in that space well the 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 concept that that when, when the, the C-suite understands that they can manage presentations on a global scale, who's saying what to who, and get reasonable feedback into a KPI dashboard that they look at and go, gosh, that slide was used 3,500 times, and each time it was on, it was used for two and a half minutes, and that represented the top 15% of our closed ratio sales, you, you get real interest real fast. 
and they turn to their marketing officer and what, what tool are we using? What's going on? And they start looking at it and they realize everyone's operating independently and there's an organization tool and this is opportunity. Opportunity is usually disguised as hard work. People don't understand. People hate doing presentations. Oh God, I got to do another one. Yep. And, and, and that's what opportunity is. But once you organize your slides into a library and you can start managing them, you start managing them with a precision and an accuracy that makes a real value equation. So I see a val uh, growth of presentation management experts within all global big organizations. The idea of business communications with presentations, not just standing and talking and you know less words, more images, but how do you manage the technology of the slides to ensure that everyone's using the best slides throughout your organization? That's a value equation that's being exploited right now. And um, for people looking to have value in an, in an organization where um, they don't, they know they have a problem, but they don't have it fixed, you can look at this stuff and you have value that way. But I even love the ability to track, like you were mentioning earlier, who presented what to whom. And if, if an agency knows that this slide deck version 1.2 is the one that closes the most business when pitching paid search, that's real value. Uh, I would, and then from there, it's, it's managing and then I guess orchestrating iterations of those slides slash scenes into other accompanying uh, presentations that may, you know, uh, align with that one or, or just be different. Without a question. And even to take it to the past two years, Zoom has, has become in the, the concept of uh, video conferencing and what we're doing right now has changed. And the idea that I'm just going to quickly switch to the, from the video of me speaking to the slides I want to show you because I know what I want to talk about. And I want you to see it. I want you to save the video. I want it to be right. That's a form of presentation management. Um, here's, a, here's a little anecdote people don't realize. Presentation management is happening right now every day. You have a phone, I assume, with a lot of pictures on it. Sure. I have a, if I met you at a restaurant and we were talking, you said, you know, I'm taking the kids to Disney World in two weeks. And I suddenly go, you know, I just came back from Disney World with the kids. I whip out my phone. I scroll through my pictures. I pull up a picture. I said, here's me with Mickey and Goofy and my son. I just went to my slide library, which are my images, realized I can reinforce the conversation. We were having a conversation and this presentation followed the conversation. I reinforced my thought. I made a connection with you because I used the slide library called a picture album on my phone. Now you take that picture album to a corporate slide library of 250 slides of your whole company, who you are, the founding, what you do, how you do it, each product, each service, designed and laid out by the person responsible for it exactly the way it should be without missed words, and you can repurpose those slides instantly, that's a huge value equation. And when you think about, and I love that, I love that analogy because uh, hopefully the audience is thinking right now, gosh, you know, I really am mistreating presentations, or I should say I'm missing the opportunity for making mistreating presentations. <laughs> they haven't had much respect till now anyway, so. Right. <laughs> well, you mentioned earlier about even memes that we see every day are presentations. That's right. Um, every slide is a scene. Every meme is a slide. A meme, a meme is actually an excellent example of the, the pinnacle and zeroing in on the exact value of, of presentations because a meme 
I need to eliminate all words. I need to make a graphic that has such social value, such mental value that you look at it, instantly get the, the paradox of what's going on and can cause you to talk for 20 minutes. I could see a slide library all full of memes and I pull up a meme and let's just talk for a few minutes about my product. Why, it's, why, this, why is that person mad? Geez, look at the look on her. That's my, you know what I mean? I make fire extinguishers and the house is burning down and the little girl's sad. I put the picture up and boom, we're talking for five minutes. I'm your friend. Exactly. Well, I think a lot of people are thinking now is like, how can I get a presentation together for my manager that is nothing but memes? And I'm sure it's happening or happened, but, but now we're all aware. Yeah. yeah. If they could make one and they showed it, the value equation would skyrocket and they would actively try to do more. People say, don't write words, put images up. Well, put a meme is don't write words, put images up and make the images so damn compelling that people can't pull themselves away from it. And it compete with the other 500 billion images out there for your eyeballs. <laughs> but, but because someone took a step back and said, hey, let me go for the emotional angle in my presentations. Thus, that's what it's feeding into those, uh, those memes and, and being super relevant. And on um, top of that, they did the other entrepreneurial thing. They just did it. They made it. No one was going to pay them money. They didn't know when they put it out that no one was going to like it. They might not have known knew, knew really had value equation. That's the whole point. We're not that smart. You got to try. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. the whole deal. If you're afraid to try, there's no way you're going to get a get a goal if you're not going to try for one. What was it, Wayne Gretzky? He goes, every you, every you miss every goal, you don't shoot, you don't try. <laughs> hundred percent of the shots you don't take, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. You miss you miss a hundred shots of the hundred percent of the shots you don't take. <laughs> so when you think about again, last five ten years presentations. Now the vehicles for creating presentations. Everyone knows Google Slides, PowerPoint, Keynote. You know, but when you think about the other vehicles like Prezi or, or Canva or, or Vizme, whatever these are, do those align and are those uploadable into a shuffler? Yes, they're all usable. They're all slides. They're, most of them are, are used for their own purpose, like Google Slides are mostly flat. Um, you can't overlook PowerPoint. PowerPoint has been the de facto expert in in presentations for the past 35 years and that means every corporate history of presentations is a library of historical powerpoints and that knowledge database that is out there and unexploited can is is can't be overlooked yes people use the new ones yes they will continue growing google slides is growing prezi's growing all, all of them are but they are slides and for us, Shuffler, we're, we're um, file agnostic. We use PowerPoint. We will use images. A video is nothing more than a slide. Basically, right. a slide is filling up your screen with, with pixels that show an image. It shouldn't matter where it comes from. And we try to bring it in from everywhere. And PowerPoint is the de facto back end. And um, because of that, corporations are willing to spend money to manage it. And that's why we have a product because someone has to reach into your pocket to pay for you to do what they need to do, which is manage PowerPoint. Quite frankly, that's where Shuffler came from. Right, right. So as we were talking here, I was thinking of a use case that, that again, definitely could use Shuffler as the, the basis by which to manage these presentations. But if someone here is trying to, again, look for a marketing job, put their personal brand together, create assets into various slides or scenes, so, uh, so to speak. When and how, how would that, well, what's, the question here is, um, 
what are the best ways that someone could be using a, a, a presentation management solution if they're creating a portfolio, let's say, uh, that they want to share with potential networking connections or employers? Okay. Um, as a student or someone in that area, you could engage and you can come to Shuffler and get a free site and create a slide library based on yourself, your own brand. What's your value? What do you want to do? Make slides for who you are. It wouldn't be 250 slides. It might be eight or 10. Sure. That's one way of doing it. Um, know if this is something you, you want to do. When you get into an organization, if you're involved in presentation communication, understand that you could reorganize and this is a little bit of work and we help do it. I'll, I'll give you an analogy for it, but reorganize the presentations into a slide library that people can reuse it. You could go to Shuffler, you can go through our wizard to create a story and create structured library, set it up, it's free and, and you can share it around that way. And, and quite frankly, you'll end up with the job of managing slides and libraries. And ironically, the CEO does pitches in your company and you'll be called next to their desk at some point in time, you don't realize it, but everyone does. And every new business, the critical moments of your business are usually over a presentation. Yeah, and I've seen that firsthand where, give me the person that put these slides together and mm -hmm. the CEO or the, the head VP will, will, will make the, the call or the this email sent out. We have an analogy that goes like this. No one likes to be told to clean their room. Your room's a mess, clean it. And you're like, God, that's the worst thing. Well. Your slides, your presentations are a mess. Clean them up. Ugh, no one wants to do it. So within Shuffler, we have a place. We just say, drag all of your stuff into one area. Put all your clothes, everything into the center. Let's see it all. Now go in there and pick out your best pair of pants. I don't want the five, seven pairs. Pick out your best. Put it over here. Pick out your best shirt. Pick out your best, your desk you're going to use. And pull it out. Leave the mess behind. We drag all your slides together, pull your last 30 days, 90 days, best 60 presentations, your best salespeople into one place. Then we pull out the slides into a structured slide library about us, who we are, what we do, products, services, case studies. Once it's organized, then you introduce it to other people. And uh, that is a monumental moment when everyone in your organization sees a slide library. They go, once they see it, they go, God, you mean... I can get a presentation there anytime I want. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> thank you. But if you try to show it off without the slides being done, they'll go, great, I've heard a lot of stories before, thanks. Yep. People, yep. If, they see, if they see it and they're like, I can use that slide, I can use that. <laughs> well, I definitely know there's, there's uh, I can even think of my side, You know, the, the cross-functional, the, the marketing team that works cross-functionally with all different departments in-house with a marketing team, this could solve some problems for them. I know 1000% working inside of an agency when multiple account teams are pitching multiple clients uh, and no one has that recent case study that they wanted to feature, this is a solution for that. So you know, I think in, in kind of wrapping it up here, it's uh, you've definitely opened up our eyes, our audience's ears and eyes to the idea of looking at presentation management differently. But I also like the emotional versus logical approach to tips for how to create certain presentations that would go into your management uh, ecosystem, so to speak. Uh, so James, great insights, great tips. Thank you. Uh, ways for our audience to connect with you if they want to learn more about Shuffler, uh, your background, or all things presentation management. Besides, or I should say in addition to the book that is available on Amazon that we'll share a link to uh, in the show notes, how can folks connect with you? 
um, at shuffler.com, S-H-U-F-F-L-R-R. I believe you can see it right up, right up here is my, my logo. And um, you can create a story. We have an easy setup that's free for under 10 users. So if you have a small group, you can test this on your small group without any expense at all and, and play with it and pull your slides together and organize a slide library. We call it creating a story. Every presentation is a story. Every slide is a scene. We help you organize all your slides into the proper stories and you then in short order can be out the door and, and working in presentation management. So shuffler.com is the best place to reach me. You can see my profile on LinkedIn or all the other places that us humans live digitally. <laughs> That's right. Great. We'll share that information in the show notes. James, appreciate your time. Best of luck with Shuffler. Thank you very much, Derek. Bye-bye. All right. Big thanks to James for joining us on the podcast today. I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm looking at presentations in a whole new light now, having done so many of them. Uh, check the show notes for ways to connect with James and also for a link to his book if you're interested in learning more about presentations, presentation management. Now, listen, a few takeaways I heard today. Every presentation is a story. Every slide is a scene. Every meme is a slide. Uh, you know, Great tips when it comes to building your next presentation. Plus, James talked about the, the two themes that are most important for any presentation. Either it's going to be emotional or it's going to be logical. Now, great advice as you're building that present presentation for your next client meeting or meeting with your manager. So keep those in mind. Now, James also touched on a couple of things regarding your career path and your career journey about just taking some swings at bat. What's the worst thing that can happen, right? Get out there, take some action. Because like he said, the elegance of execution is missed on most. And I 100% agree on that. Uh, now, listen, if you're looking uh, for some direction, you have questions about the next steps in your marketing career, job search, interviewing, promotion, building a team, shoot us an email, connect at themarketinghelp.co, connect at themarketinghelp.co, happy to help. Now, here's another thing. We've got some, some great resources coming out in the next couple of weeks. If you want to be first to know, maybe get a discount, go to themarketinghelp.co slash subscribe, get on our newsletter. You'll be the first to know when these uh, resources are being released. Uh, they're going to be focused on marketing interviews, marketing job search, and just a bunch of other things that will help you uh, quickly and effectively advance your marketing career. So until the next episode, this is your host, Eric Harbison, with just one important question for you. What action can you take today to advance your marketing career?